I mean, three, two. <laughs> <laughs> Coming from North Buffalo, welcome to Caveman Corner with your host, Jeff. Captain Caveman! Thanks. Pretty good, Ray. Pretty good intro. A lot better than last time when you were dead. <laughs> I know, right? Jesus Christ, you sound like The Walking Dead. Yeah, I sounded like a zombie last time. Ah. Jeez, then you blamed on the guest. When you uploaded, <laughs> you uploaded the, the podcast, uh, I took a listen to that. I'm like, damn. <laughs> At first, I thought you was talking crazy. I'm like, what the hell came man talking about? I always make funny intros because they always need some work, but the one you just did was pretty good. Uh-huh. We, we got it down now. Yeah. It only did, took two I, years. <laughs> I had some good ones before, though. Yeah, you had a good, couple good ones. Yeah. The one you did for um, Dan Severn for our 50th show was amazing. That was a good one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I had to go special with that one. Yeah, we're on episode 89 now, so that was, you know, every 40-something, you'd get a good one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. So what's, what's up, Kate, man? Not much. We're going to have a super special guest today. I did the booking, so hopefully we'll actually get him. Going to be Patrick Max today. That's what's up, man. One of the best 135, right? 135? Yeah, Counters? Probably the best person to come out of Western New York ever in MMA, I believe. I be- I, listen, I agree with you 100%. Pat Mix is an animal, man. I remember remember the first fight I saw him fighting at the TNT SummerSlam. And they called the guy Gumby, remember? <laughs> he beat the shit out of that guy. Oh, yeah, he sure did. Grounded pounds. He beat everybody up. Yeah. Nicole, Nicole Hess, uh, you know Nicole, right? Yes. Yeah, she uh, posted a thing about Pat. Her The first fight she saw about Pat, and it was uh, him fighting a guy that was uh, 20 pounds overweight, and TNT lied about what weight he was, and oh, Pat just went out there and smashed him. Listen, man, Jason I remember Nowitzki, that fight. That was that. That dude is a serious pro right now. Listen, that fight was in the um, the second time TNT went to the Riverworks. I was uh, working security. <laughs> I still got the TNT shirt, but anyway, so you're yeah, letting all your friends in. I almost got into a fight that night, but yeah. that's a whole nother story. But I called the fights that night. Yeah. Amazing fights. Oh, yeah. That was some good fights. Always good fights at uh, TNT. TNT. Yeah. yeah. We got started off a fight organization, right? What, the uh, Caveman Fighting Championships? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> King of the Cave. King of the Cave, man. Inside of the cage, we have yeah. like a freaking... Um, Raymond Arias presents King of the Cave. <laughs> yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. Can't be that much. The ring, we can make our own ring up. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, it's not we like got bikini big rocks. Girl. It's not we, like bikini girls bikini are making. We, we get stones <laughs> um, surround the fighters, make yeah. a circle, and they fight in and like sand. And we got like uh, uh, we don't got the special lights uh, yeah. like uh, other shows got. We get like uh, uh, guys holding flashlights and shit. No, no dude, we, we get had, fires. We get the um, <laughs> yeah, fires would be cool. Or we drive cars up and we just have headlights on. <laughs> That'd be pretty sweet too. Yeah. And then the southern of uh, ring girls, we got like uh, well, we get cave girls. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And then we could have Danny Ray as the ref. Yeah, for sure. Yep. He's a good ref. Yeah, he is. He's got to go and do that course so he can uh, start refing again. Oh yeah, we got to go through the commission, right? Yeah. Yeah. We'll do it on a reservation, so we don't need a commission. No, it just costs extra. Right now, Pat makes is the best. You know, uh, I think so too. I think he's gonna develop to be the best. Right. I mean, because when you put New York City in there, you got like Matt Serra, you got Ray Longo, you got everyone from those gyms. So he's not that established yet, but I think he can be. 
Right. You know, I think he's world championship caliber. So that's that's he, the level he's on. He's young. He's still learning. Yeah. All right. He's going, he's getting better and better. Every know? fight. Every and fight you get better. There's a kick. Uh, he posts a picture of him throwing a kick from the last fight. Yeah. John Jones and him have like the same kick at the same point. And uh, he posts on his social media not too long ago. It's an amazing picture. If you guys are listening, you should go back and check it out. It's really good. Yeah. All right. Well, we're just going to wait for uh, Patchy to call in, and uh, we'll get right back to it. And we're live with Patchy Mix. How's it going, Pat? It's going good. How you doing, man? How are you, Jeff? Great, man. It's great to have you on. Thank you. I know you're at the airport, so uh, we appreciate you taking your time to, to get back on, flying back down to Albuquerque. Uh, how's the flight going? Um, how's the flight, you said? Yeah. I haven't been on one yet. I'm still waiting for my first one. I'm at the Buffalo Airport right now, so I have, like, another, you know, 45 minutes, but I don't like flying. I'm not a big fan of it. <laughs> <laughs> so, you have to travel a lot for your fights. Um, what's it like to have to leave home all the time to get ready to, to have these great professional fights? Um, traveling's, like, part of it now because I've done, like, six camps at Jackson. So I, um, you know, I've traveled there plenty of times. I know the route, you know. For sure. Um, leaving family, and um, that's probably the hardest part, I guess, because training's not so hard for me. I enjoy training. So leaving family, um, my mom, my daughter, my friends, um, you know, Ron, um, just everyone in the family, my brother, my sister, that's probably the hardest part is uh, leaving for an extended time, not seeing them, just FaceTiming everyone, um, you know. For sure. Now, you made the big time. You made Bellator. Is it going to be a lot different now that you don't have to spend all your time scavenging tickets like you used to have to do for King of the Cage? I know last time we were in the back and you're still trying to move tickets right before you're going yeah. out to fight. I know how right that's got to be. Last fight. Um, yeah, I, I don't think it's so much big time. Like, uh, you know, I've been doing the King of the Cage thing that I had, you know, going for me. I've been doing that pretty big. So I think that it's like a step up, of course, but. You know, I'm not looking at it as, like, you know, UFC world title fights, you know. I think that the level that Bellator's at and where I'm at in my career, I think that it's a good fit for me, you know. Um, I don't think I'll be overwhelmed with pressure or, you know, a stage that I haven't seen. I think, you know, I, I've seen this stage plenty of times, you know, whether it's in the training room or, you know, just my King of the Cage fights themselves. I mean, you've been fighting super killers in King of the Cage, guys that go to UFC and make a splash. I don't think you've been fighting the level of competition you're going to fight wherever you go. So Yeah, I, that's what I'd say. You know, it's the same level of competition. Yeah, I don't have any doubts about that. I just meant the difference in, like, not having to sell tickets and you can just really yeah, the, focus the on fights. Besides that, that just gives me more time. And I think that more time is going to help me become, you know, better because, you know, Prior to my last few fights, I've had to come back earlier in my camps to sell tickets, you know what I mean, to run around, to get my banners made, my shorts done, sponsors, you know, finalized. just gives you more time. It makes it more of um, an official thing. You come and get your paycheck at the end, you know, more of a job for me. I, uh, I've been watching UFC a lot lately, and I saw that Diego Sanchez match, and I know you've been putting in a lot of time with Diego. Do you think uh, you and him putting that time in together is going to shine for both you guys? He looked phenomenal in his last fight. Yeah, more like um, it'll help me shine. You know, Diego puts a lot of time in, and he's like a veteran. So, you know, I don't know how much I'm helping him. You know, I'm a lot smaller. But, yeah, he did well his last fight. And, like, I enjoy working with him and just, like, his mindset. When it comes to fighting, he has a different, you know, a whole different mindset. So I like that about him. 
Awesome. What are you doing down at Winkle John's for your stand-up? Your stand-up... Um, Looks it, good. Yeah, it's always been like the weakest part of your game. Um, but I, And I say the best part of your game is how you flow on the ground. But the way you fought last fight, it looked like you were flowing on the feet, just like you flow on the ground. Um, can you talk yeah, about the... Like, it was only like 30 seconds on the feet last fight, so... <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I could have done better. I felt... I do do better in the gym, you know? But my stand-ups is like been changing because i'm working with wink a lot and i'm just developing like the jackson wink system they have like a system that you know they go by with their specific coaches or you know their set coaches and it's like a completely different number system but it incorporates elbows knees kicks and just um different things that i normally didn't do you know i was like a conventional like boxing style almost i like to punch not kick and then take down you know for sure and it just shows the way you float on the feet. It looked like you were able to pressure them on the feet, too. And you just look so comfortable. You look like you look on the mat. I was very, very impressed by your stand-up. Yeah, the head kick was Yeah, I feel like awesome. with Bellator, I'll have, um, especially the level of opponent I had last fight. You know, I fought great level of opponents, but the last fight wasn't. I don't think he was the, the best guy I fought, you know. So right. I think that getting back into Bellator and um, the more uh, bigger promotion that this is, you know, because I have a chance to you know, fight some of the best guys in the world. I think as I get those matchups, I'll be able to show my entire game, you know, where it's like five, six, seven, eight minutes on the seat, you know, not just 30 seconds, 40 seconds, and I rush, take them down real quick, you know. Are you going to do your entire camp uh, down at uh, at Winkle John's this, this fight? Yeah, um, I don't really have a fight set, you know. Um, right now I'm moving to Jackson Wing for, you know, an extended time. Whether it be, you know, I, you know, I have a kid here and my family here, so it's not going to be 100% permanent, but, you know, extended time, and that will be my main, you know, way of um, training will be there. So I will put my entire camp in, yes. But um, right now I don't know when that camp is, you know. Right. That, that could start in like six weeks or, um, you know, I don't know exactly when my next fight will be. Well, I, I can't say I'm, I'm happy to see you go, man, but... I can't think of a better place for you to go to. You, you've just been, the improvements you've made have been amazing. And you've probably, you could possibly be the best fighter that ever came out of New York. I really believe that. And there's Yeah, some, there's another guy that's been good too. You know, he won the UFC title. Yeah, a couple of times. There's been a couple of UFC champions yeah. out of New York. But man, and, I think. Um, well, from our area is uh, Rashad Evans. Yeah. You know, he's 16 and 0. That's the one I'm chasing right now. I want to get past that record. And, uh,. You know, I want to try to get after them. You know, I have four fights with Bellator right now. You know, I have four opportunities that I'm looking at to make a name for myself. You know, the same name that everyone knows that's locally, but, you know, just on a bigger stage where everyone can see. What is the plan? Are you looking to be a Bellator champ, or are you looking to get to the UFC? Um, right now, uh, I mean, I enjoy, like, you know, of course, fighting is the main thing. And then, of course, money and a contract and that such. But uh, as long as Bellator pays me well, you know, I, I feel like, you know, I'll be with them until, uh, you know, I feel I don't need to be or UFC offers me more. Or, you know, with this four fights that I took with Bellator, you know, I took them because the offer was all right and my manager thought it was right, you know what I mean, in my career right now. Had I waited for the UFC... I mean, I wouldn't have been getting, I don't think, even more money or 
or that much more money, you know, in order to wait for a long time, if that makes sense, whether it be six months, seven months, or one month. It makes sense. So I'm sorry. It was there. The opportunity was there, so I took that. But uh, that doesn't mean that I don't want to, you know, go and pursue the UFC. But by the end of these four fights, I don't know. I think that I should perform at the level that I know I can. I think that Bellator won't want to let me go, you know. Oh, yeah. I can just if imagine makes sense. going on a 4-0 run, and then you're going to get, like, a really serious offer from UFC because they're going to want to have a, have a name like you on there. Because you get four yeah. big finishes on TV for Bellator, man. It's going to make you look really, really good. Yeah, and that's 14-0, and 0, you know. The Bellator title holder right now is 12-2, and 2, and it's Darian Caldwell. And there's other great fighters in the promotion, you know, from 1 to 10. They're all – there's a bunch of great ones. but So there's a bunch of matchups there for me in order to shine and, you know, get matched with guys that are on the same level as me um, and um, in order to climb that rank, you know. One of my favorite things about you is uh, I saw on your Snapchat you had the top 10 guys listed in Bellator, and you're like, I'm coming. You didn't write you're coming for him, but – you know, that's what you meant. I love that. Yeah, and it's all the guys, you know, that I'm looking at and I see, you know, that I could potentially fight. You know, I'm trying to chase the good fights and the ones that are going to climb me up the ranks. You know, I'm not trying to just fight four fights in Bellator or fight four people that don't mean shit. And then, um, you know, get I don't know. I want to fight four fights in order to advance my career, my life, get me closer to the belt. And then when I do resign or let's say I don't resign, I'm going to be more marketable at 14 and 0, you know. 14 and 0 with four big finishes on TV. I th- that's how I really think it's going to go. So it's going to be great for <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, and there's yeah, and they they're the ones that do the marketing, promoting. You know, I just go out there and fight. I go out there and get my finishes. They'll make it out. You know, you see guys like Michael Venom Page and other guys that are in that promotion. That James Gallagher, guys that aren't that great, and they're promoted like hell. You know, so it's all just. An, an illusion you know we're yeah. all men and you know i feel like i'm the best one one of the best on that roster so i think you know, so i just want to get the fights that could line me up to get me there I, I every chance i get to have you in the podcast i'll always have you on because someday you're going to be big time ufc you're not going to be able to do these so i really appreciate you coming on here yeah for sure man i like to um plus we train together for a while and you know uh it's a good way to get my story out too and what i'm doing I love it, man. And to be honest with you, you're the only person that tapped me out every time I've ever rolled with you. And uh, it's a little embarrassing to say, but uh, I'm proud to be one of your training partners, man. Yeah, for sure, man. It's good. It's a good, uh, it's a good run we had. We trained for a while together, man. You know, I enjoy it as well. Speaking one of the only black belts out of Buffalo. <laughs> I, I appreciate it, man. Speaking of long-term training friends, is Dennis Brown going to still try and corner you in Bellator? Oh, 100%, man, you know. I stay true to my roots and stuff. Um, Dennis brought me up. Dennis was a pro fighter before I ever was even any type of fighter. You know, he was giving me the work in the knockout factory and just, you know, I was trying to chase him and uh, Mike Jackson and learn from them. So, you know, of course, he's been in my corner this entire time, you know, my entire pro career. So I expect to bring him with me, you know, along the way and, I think we're going to go and do great things and, you know, aspire to win world titles. You know, it's no different than the King of the Cage belt I ever won, you know. Right, for sure. I'm so happy to hear that too, man, because you and Dennis are such a great story. And that little short guy you see in Pat's corner, that's Dennis Brown, man. He's one badass dude. He's a super good guy. Yeah, he's good, man. He's real tough. I like, uh, I've been training with him since I've been in high school, 10th grade, man. 
Speaking of badasses in your corner, your manager is kind of a badass too. Uh, can you talk about that a little bit? <laughs> yeah, man. I don't really talk to him much about you know all the stuff he's got going on, but I see him in like the whatever, like the MMA news or you know whatever the shit that I see. You know, you see it as well. But going yeah. after Colby Covington, and I know. <laughs> um, I don't know. Ali's always been a good guy to me. You know, he's always treated me with nothing but hospitality. So. Um, you know, I don't know what his beef with is with certain people, but you know, he keeps it real and he's, uh, he, I don't know. He holds it down for all of us. So I don't mind, man. Yeah. You know, I, he held it down for me to get me where I'm at with this contract and my, uh, to finish my King of the Cage, you know, he, uh, renegotiated my last two fights and I had an awesome contract with them. So, you know, I, I credit a lot to the reason why I'm here to him too, you know? Yeah, I can't imagine a better manager for you than some guy that's willing to throw down with Kobe Covington, man. That's just... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's so Pat Nix. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> but Kobe Covington is a little shit, you know? <laughs> he definitely is. And he uh, really, you know? He's got a big mouth, and I like that Ali... A little instigator. Yeah, he don't let people talk no shit. He's He goes at it right after everybody. He don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, man, Ali represents, like, mad fighters that, like... Everyone and his rates, you know, I don't, you know, I'm not going to talk much about how, you know, his management is and his business, but his rates are great. You know, they're better than other managements that I was offered. So, you know, Ali's, that's why he has so many great clients and he takes care of us all, you know, so it's good. You know, who put me onto him was Ray Borg because Ray Borg's one of my teammates and then he manages Ray and we were talking for a while and, you know, so. It's just uh, weird how you get connections and stuff, man. Yeah, can you talk about the whole Ray Borg uh, situation? You Can you go into that a little bit for us? Yeah, just um, what do you mean the situation? Just uh, how, what I just said, how... Yeah, yeah, like how you ran into him, and then can you talk about his yeah, son like a little we bit? Trained and... together, yeah, we trained together, so like he, um, he was managed also by Dominance, and when we talked, you know, Ali was, um, that's who I was in negotiations with, negotiations with signing with was Dominance. So um, when I talked with Ray, he was the one that gave me, you know, the the most, I think, advice that I took the most from it because I knew him directly Right. that worked specifically with, with Ali. And he told me that w- that would be the best decision, you know, is to sign with him for my career. And after he told me that, and I know Ray, and he's one of my friends, you know, I look at him as, you know, how me and you look at each other. We're training partners, but we're also friends. Right. So, uh, you know, I look, you know, I held his word to, you know, you know, I held that word to something because, you know, I mean, I know he's not trying to steer me in the wrong path. He's just trying to give me good advice. So when I signed with Ali and then I seen the, you know, the, from my two King of the Cage fights, he made me better money. And then with this Bellator deal, you know, I've seen what he can do for me. So, you know, he's really helping me out and helping me progress. And he's just giving me a stage that I can capitalize on, you know. I've always been a great fighter. You know, I've won 20 fights, 21 fights in a row. I've always been on that level, but to be able to have the stage and now perform on it, that's what's going to make the most out of it, you know? Can you talk about what it's like to be an undefeated fighter? Do you feel pressure when you go out, or does it give you confidence? Um, not confidence. I know that. It doesn't. Um, it gives me more pressure, I think, because uh, I'm trying to hold on to that, you know? But with this um, Bellator deal, I feel like I'm going to kind of let loose a little. Because, you know, now with that pressure, I was always trying to win, you know, win, win, win. Now being able to just be put on the main stage of things and, uh, 
you know, no matter what happens, I go out there and fight the way I know I train. Whether I win or lose, I'm going to make a huge name of myself and make, you know, money for my family. And, you know, that's my main goal. So with this opportunity, I feel like I'm going to be more free and I'm not going to try to hold on to win so much. You know, I'm going to more try to, um, you know, yeah, I'm going to be more try to like show my skills off more, you know, the whole game of everything. If that's you, if the way you've looked in the cage is you holding back, man, I feel sorry for everybody about or Yeah, not, not holding back, not holding back. It's be, it's uh, more like, uh, you know, your nerves. You try to play the most safe way, but um, I don't know if that most safe way is always the correct way is what I'm trying to get at. You know, I've been playing the game one specific way this whole time. You know, as you and I both know, right. I'm a great top fighter. I want to pressure to the back. You know, we've talked many times. But I have other tools, is what I'm saying, that I've never showed because in order to this, I've always just wanted to win in order to secure me the next stage, you know? Right. To get me here because I didn't want to fight in those back alley shows and, you know, those bullshit regional promotions anymore. <laughs> I wanted to be something bigger. So now with this opportunity, I am, you know? Yeah. I relish that in the moment, you know? I am, you know, what I embody is that, you know, I am a a world-class Bellator top-level fighter. So now I want to show that, you know, I'm not just a tacker off the back, a ground fighter. You know, I have kicks, knees, elbows, and the whole arsenal of MMA skills that I just never really showed because I was always um, trying to take that one specific way out when there's many ways out, you know what I mean? For sure. Just don't get Aaron Picoed. I don't want you to go out there and get knocked out. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. <laughs> That's not the way I play the game, you know. And Aaron Pico, you know, I have a lot more fights than Aaron Pico, you know. Right. Um, a lot more training time. You know, I've been I've been developing and getting better since I've, you know what I mean? Even though I win those fights that certain way, you know, I've been getting better in all the areas. I just haven't showed it. I've showed it in the gym, but when I go out there, I play one style. Now when I get into Bellator, there's going to be guys like Eduardo, Dantes, um, Darian Caldwell, where I can't play that style. You know what I mean? Right. That's what, that's what I mean. They're, they're too good for that. You know, you gotta you got to beat them in different areas and, you know, in all the areas in order for that, you know, for my ground game almost to work. You know what I mean? Oh, I know especially for sure. De- especially Darian Caldwell, man. He's um, the guy that I'm chasing. He's got the belt. And he, you know, when I was in middle school, he won the 149-pound pound uh national wrestling tournament you know yeah so those fights aren't like you know it's a step up in competition uh he's getting older now you're the young lion you're coming up it's your <laughs> <Young> time but <laughs> yeah but you know those guys man as For much sure. as i say that and want to you know that dude i make one wrong move he can strangle me to sleep you know he's he's one of the best fighters in the world you know so i'm trying to make all the right moves right now in my training and my life to progress me to where I, when I do get that shot, because I know I'll get the shot, um, you know, I could capitalize on it, you know? For sure. And you saw... I'm not really that um, promoted right now, or, you know, I don't have that much momentum, or in the real MMA world, in our local scene, yeah, but, you know, I got 2,000 followers or something on Instagram, you know, I'm not shit in the real MMA world yet. So once I get the opportunity to fight, like, James Gallagher, Darian Caldwell, all these big names, all I need to do is win in order to get pushed to that, you know? You just need to be you. Your yeah, I'm one win away. I want to win away, you know? One win away from a big fight to get myself, you know? To let everyone know what my personality is, you know? Yeah, and you're... King of these, 
And these king of the cage people, they don't promote shit. <laughs> no, they don't, they don't care about you. Once you got a good contract from them, they're like, ah, whatever, fuck him. You know, they, they don't want to see you make the next step up. And it almost seemed like that to me, at least. Dude, my last fight, I walked out to the fight. Um, I have, you know, my nice matching hoodies. All my teammates, you know, we came out looking good. And when I came out, they had the guy's name on the screen behind me. So, like, <laughs> all, the pitch, all the pictures that people have sent me, it's like me coming out, great pictures with Terrell Galloway behind me. Uh. I'm like, you know, their production is just, you know, it's always been kind of shit for... <laughs> I don't know, until this last fight, they put money behind it. But still, even that, man, you know, um, I'm just happy to get out of the contract. Uh, you know, I fought locally so long. So, um, you know, to branch out, I want to fight on the main stage. I want Jackson, Wink, all them guys with me, the guys that are training me. Um, you know, I just want to get a, the opportunity, you know. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's cool to fight locally, too, man. You know, I'm not knocking anyone that does that either, you know. Well, like, it's a great step up. It was a great uh, course for you to be able to sell tickets because you have a huge fan base here. It's a great start for you, but it's a stepping stone, you know. Like you can't, you can't make a, yeah, a when career I was, out of it. When I was in the uh, amateur, dude, I fought for the Fighter Source tournament or whatever. And like, man, I'll tell you, I you know I I don't like King of the Cage, but those Fighter Source people, man, they were worse than King of the Cage. <laughs> King of the Cage is golden in my book with them, man. I ran around the whole entire world, fucking training, traveling for whatever, you know, to fight. I won all these fights, and I was supposed to get a big fight with, like, World Series of Fighting or Bellator, and then I never got it, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, I've been waiting for this opportunity to get to this next level for about 10 fights, no, you know, since I'm a pro, 10 and 0. Yeah, this whole, the whole fighting system is so terrible. I mean, people don't even understand what you go through and how many opportunities you're supposed to get. And you go to these shows and they're shitty, everyone lies to you, and you really, there's only a couple shows that everyone knows, man. It's like Bellator and UFC. And if you're not there, yeah, people don't know who the, you are. Yeah, and you don't get, you know, compensated necessarily well. And just like you can't make a living off of that, you know? Yeah, and there's only so not much money so much money you can make selling tickets because what does that do for you in the future, you know? When you go to Bellator and you win a championship and then UFC win a championship... You can pull that into more money, commentating jobs. You're a young, smart guy. You can do a lot of stuff with that. Yeah, for sure, man. That's the important part, you know. I feel like, you know, I've had a career. I'm almost rebranding myself in a sense, you know. I'm reborning myself in my MMA game because, like, I feel like I was already so successful. And, you know, the last promotion I was in, you know, I was a title holder, champion, sold shows out, you know. I remember watching Conor McGregor when he was in Cage Warriors before he was the UFC champion, and then he redid all the shit he already did, you know. And yeah. he looked so much different, you know. And I feel like, in a sense, because he was m more mature, he was bigger, he was stronger. Like, you know, remember when he was in Cage Warriors, he was kind of, like, bald? He almost kind of even looked different, you know. He, did, he looked so totally like, different. Yeah, so, like, <laughs> I feel like, you know, I'm going to, you know, I'm ending up in a different promotion now, and, Let's say the next eight to ten fights, whether it's here, UFC, it's going to be in one of these top promotions. And, you know, I'm going to rebrand my entire self, my entire game, you know. That was like my, you know, just ways to get me to this level, you know. You now I'm going to try to take it to, you know, you, you sound same so much, level as the guys I see around me. Yeah, you sound so much better on the mic listening to you now. You sound like very focused. You know what you want to say. You're not worried about what you're saying. I, I watched that podcast you did with the Winkle John guy. You sound like so much better now, man. You're really putting your brand out there, and it's really good to see. 
yeah, I got a good idea of what I want to do, you know what I mean, too. It's like, um, you know, uh, just because I'm getting better in my game, you know, I'm getting more um, well-rounded in the whole MMA game, so I'm understanding the mindset better as well. Is uh, Don talking to you a lot about stuff like that, or you guys you guys still me talk about it? Yeah. Yeah, me and Don are like, you know, we're like really, really close. Uh, you know, he, he helps me out a lot with not just like training, because Don's not going to teach me or show me the stuff that uh, Jackson Wink and them are showing me, you know? Right. I just meant more Don, as a mentor Yeah, role. he's teaching me like the mentor, the, the mindset, um, the, you know, the mentality part of it, you know? I think the best thing that ever happened for all of us is Don got over there. He saw what the UFC guys are doing. And he can bring it back. I mean, he told me a lot of stories about how they train, how they are backstage, and you know, it kind of changed the way I look at everything too. Yeah, dude, I get like a lot, a lot of insight with uh, Don, and like, I don't know how to even explain it. Like, how he's so close to the UFC, so like, he tells me how it is. You know, almost in a sense. Yeah, I, I definitely seen it, and I just watching you guys interact about it was amazing too. Yeah, like he's telling me how small TJ Dillashaw is, man. I'm trying to go for the world title, you know. Right. My hands and my feet, I'm not no small dude, you know. I had a hard time making 35 last time. It's not just because I'm, you know, I'm because I'm getting bigger as well, you know. I'm growing, I'm getting stronger. This is the first time in my life I'm training multiple times a day, you know. So like, he's telling me how big TJ is and. Just giving me the insight of how, like, my nerves should be, and, you know, it's just another day, almost, you know? Yeah. You gotta look at it, like, how they don't look at it is, like, you know, I get so overwhelmed with emotion, you know? It's not so emotional, you know what I mean? It should just be, like, second nature, almost, you know? Right. Well, this fight, you seem a lot calmer than the last fight, the last couple fights, to be honest with you, backstage. Yeah, that's what's gonna make you dangerous. It's like, you know, remember when you wrestled, and, like, you don't... When you wrestled and you were young, you didn't. The points were scoring so fast, you didn't understand like necessarily almost like what was happening. Right. You know, I like I see guys that. that are good like that, and my high school guys that they'll lose matches because they're um not. You know, what I mean, they could win. They're you know, more athletic, but they just can't understand like the emotions are too much for them. You know. Yeah, it's just coming too quick. It's not slow enough for them. The yeah, and and that's what's going to be dangerous is when you can start understanding like MMA is like how. You know, when you were wrestling and how us wrestlers that really wrestled understood wrestling, like what, when you needed to, you know, not shoot, stall, not so much stall, but like when you needed to pick it up, you just had an understanding of what was going on in the match and you could listen and be coached. You know what I mean? For sure. In MMA, I'm good, but dude, it's so crazy a lot of times that, you know, even though I'm 10 and 0, where I could slow it down and be coached, you know? Is, this, like, is it starting to slow down for you now? Um, necessarily it is, sort of, but in a sense it's not, you know what I mean? Uh, it's still tough, you know, it's not slowing down totally, you know what I mean? But, right. you know, it's like, not as much as it did in wrestling, should I say. I can, I can just feel the difference in you. When we started, when you came back from Winkle Johns, the first time when we sparred, and the second time, and then this last fight, man, you're, you look so much better in the feet, you're so more confident, you see everything now. Before, I felt like... Ah, he's still got a little work to do. Now I feel like, man, I don't even know. You're like two levels above me at everything now. And just that quick change, like over six months. Well, that's months. why I'm out there, man. You know, that's why I'm trying to get out there. Because, like, in a reality, I've been out there a lot, you know, how many ever times. I've only ever gone out there for like 20-something days or something, you know. Last time I was out there for like 20 days or something. I don't even know if I made it to 20 days. And I'm thinking, like, now I'm out there for 
I don't know, at least the next two months, you know. Right. I don't even have a fight book, but I'm out there because I got to get better. So how I'm looking, I got 60 days in front of me where I'm training three, four times a day, and I'm getting better, you know. And then when I get a fight book, you know, I'll have something and take it to that whatever level. But right now it's just about, you know, enjoying the sport and getting better, trying to just grow. Because everyone else in the division is growing. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. And you need to be growing those leaps and bounds too. And you're just coming you know, into your athletic prime as well. I mean, you're getting bigger and stronger. You probably I was walk- calling for this uh, Horaguchi fight when I beat Gravely like months ago. And then Horaguchi just fucking fought uh, Darian Caldwell, the Bellator champion. Yeah. And, uh, like, he just beat Horaguchi, beat him. And Darian Caldwell's not supposed to lose to him. You know what I mean? And I'm thinking in my head, like, I was calling that guy out. <laughs> and I'm trying to fight Caldwell. You know what I mean? I'm trying to fight the Bellator champion in order to get there, you know? Right. So, like, he just lost. He's probably getting better, you know? He's not trying to, like, he just lost, you know? Yeah. He's not trying to lose his belt. He's trying to get better. So, like, that's what I'm trying to do, you know? Just stick with that and get better. Because I got a good record. And, you know, I'm only a few fights away from that fight, you know? When you go down there, do you stay at the dorms or you got your own place or what's going on? Yeah, I just set my own apartment up this time. So I have my own apartment down there. I'm moving down there this time. So, you know, I have my own place. Uh, I actually have a roommate that's, uh, he's UFC fighter, 205 pounder, Devin Clark. So, uh, you know, he'll be my roommate. And, um, you know, we got it all set up down there right now. So, you know, he's fighting in UFC Russia and then I'm fighting hopefully. And, you know, I'm trying to get in the May card or something like that. That'd be amazing. Where where yeah, is the Maycar so. gonna be at? Where are you trying to fight? What location? I'm trying to fight April twenty seventh in uh, San Jose, California. That would be my realistic like, you know, right before May. Damn, that'd but, be uh, nice. they have some cards in May that are in like I think the UK. Um there's a few other spots, man. They go they travel, you know, so Does it suck to uh try and fight out of state? I know you gotta get a passport, you gotta have all kinds of bullshit. Honestly, I fought for King of the Cage so long that, like, I don't even know what it's like to fucking fight out of state. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, honestly. But they tell me that I got to go and fight wherever. Like, I don't know. I call Ali. It's only one call away. And then he'll just, you know, get me lined up for whatever I need. Yeah. That's that's a good thing about having a great manager, right? It takes care of everything. That's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's not much, man. It's just, you know, what is it? A passport and... You know, a few flights away. Yeah. You know, I think that guy's got a lot of airline miles or you know, if I needed to make some calls. And now that I'm in Bellator, I'm going to be taking advantage of some other things, you know. I could run some seminars now. I have more uh, more backing behind my name, if that makes sense. It makes a lot of sense. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so um, I could do those things. And then, you know, I'm also going to get more sponsorships because, you know, they can all be on my gear and stuff. It's not like the UFC where you have to be wear Reebok. Right. That's great for entry-level fighters, man. I think you're doing the right path. You get those couple fights in at Bellator, make a name for yourself. So when you go in UFC, you're getting real money when you finally fight for them. Yeah, you know, real money. And even when I'm done with that Bellator contract, I'm going to be making good money to where, you know, you know, I looked at it more like I could wait for the UFC and the opportunity and that money. But, you know, on my third fight in Bellator, I'm going to be making more than my boy that's in the UFC who's on his third fight. And he's finished all his fights in the first round. Yeah, so, you tough. know, how much better can I do than that, you know? <laughs> you know, I'm not going to do – and the guy's 14-0, and 0, so I'm not – he's in my way. He's my buddy, you know? Right. So I'm not – you know, I'm not going to – I could do those things, but at the same time, it's like 
you know, I, I know where they, I know I was, you know, knowledgeable where everyone else was salaried out, you know, right. And their four flight contracts. And, you know, if I went through the um, contender series, that would have been a little bit more money, but still a little harder route, you know? Yeah, for sure. And I would have had to wait till summertime and then fight out that, you know, wherever Dana White's contender series is, I think it's in Vegas or something. Yeah. yeah. One thing about you, man, is you know everybody in every weight class. If there's ever anything about MMA, you know the guy, you know the style. You're like an encyclopedia of MMA. Um, I'm a nerd. Yeah, dude. That's, <laughs> no matter who I talk to, you know more than that's. It's so amazing. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, I'm a nerd, man. When my when I was in like high school wrestling, I don't do it as much now. Even as a coach, I've gotten away from it. But like when I was interested in it, like was my competitors, man. I needed to know, like. You know, I needed to be informed. Like, when I was in high school, I knew, like, almost, like, how to explain, like, every kid from, like, all my weight, you know, like, my coach needed to know a kid. He asked me, you know. Right. That's how we are. That's how we were at the gym, too. We're like, Pat, how's this guy? You know exactly who he was. He could be, like, from Delaware, Pat. Oh, like, <laughs> that 35er, you know, he's weak to stand-ups, got good takedowns. Just a wrestler, though. You'll kill him. It's yeah. amazing. Like, you know everybody. Yeah, Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit man hold on bro I'm, i gotta get on my flight all right man oh we'll, damn we'll let you Wait, out of here doc <laughs> am i am i missing it oh damn all right shit let me get off this podcast bro all right i missed my flight all right take all right. it easy Pat. Right, take it easy man no problem bye-bye <laughs> we almost made pat miss his plane then came it's all your fault yeah if he misses his planes you come over and beat me up dude we're not too far away yeah, he was explaining the dude I was doing a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to call him and be like, please let Pat end their plane because we don't want to get beat up. Yeah, it's all caveman's fault. Yeah, but like I'm saying, man, Pat knows everybody and he knows everything about MMA. It's amazing. Jesus Christ, time went by so fast, though. I know, dude. We were trying to poke everything. You didn't even get to give a shout out to your girl in uh, Albuquerque. You want to do it now? I don't got no girl over there. What are you talking about? Oh, I thought you were going to go visit a girl over there. No. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, caveman. <laughs> Jesus Christ! You trying to get me in trouble? Well, only like ten thousand people are gonna listen to it because oh, Pat's on it. Don't worry, no one will tell Shard. <laughs> are you guys back together again? Did I mess up? No, okay, man. You are <laughs> poking this, the bear. Don't, don't talk about my relationship <laughs> stuff no more. I'm not even with her no more. All right. Jeez. I won't talk about it on the air no more. I'm All sorry. Right. All right. <laughs> I'm sorry, Shard, if I fucked you up. <laughs> Jesus Christ, you're trying to get me killed, and then you're trying to get me make some Mrs. Flame. <laughs> well, dude, you did get me beat up at a couple of seminars, so I'm just returning <laughs> the favor. Wow. Goes back and forth. Oh, yeah. But, I, you know, yeah. Mix, man, he's an animal, man. He's uh, he's a good, he's smart. Um, he, Like you say, he's a nerd, a fighting nerd, MMA nerd, whatever. Yeah. Um, You know, I think he's making good moves, man. Yeah, I felt towards the way to go, like I was saying yeah. a couple of times. And, I, and I was good, you know, let's say he brought it up about the sponsorships. You yeah. know, you can make your money. You make more money than UFC fighters. Yeah, for sure. Especially those first four or five fights, you know. Yeah. Then, you know, making 30-30 or 60-60 a fight, you know, he can go UFC at that. Yeah. Then, you know, make a name for himself. Oh, yeah. That was, and, and, you know, it'd be a cool thing if he could fight, uh, get in a card in New York. And yeah. Whether it be Buffalo or, or New York City. I was going to tell him he should, when he comes back to Buffalo, we'll maybe he could do a seminar. We could like co sponsor, like Caveman's Corner or something. Yeah. 
charge three hundred dollars a person. Yeah, three thousand Pat Mix now. I'm just <laughs> oh yes, his stock went up. Yeah, really. yeah, dude, Bellator stock is weird. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, mm-hmm. hell yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, fly him in, give him a nice hotel. I got a connection with the hotels. Yeah, I know you're the hotel guy. We gotta get a plane guy now. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna work on that. Yeah, I might know somebody. Yeah, you're getting better at your producer role. Although I landed the guest today. Yeah. Actually, you, got, Pat, you got you got the you got the good guest, K man. You got yeah, Pat Mix. I know. No love. Yeah, Bellator champion, future Bellator champion, and UFC champion. Yeah, like a, like we said, man, about them that uh, you get the wa- you get the washed up guys that are old, and I bring oh, them that's guys. messed up. That's messed up. <laughs> that's messed up. <laughs> well, that's okay. I'm washed up and old too. <laughs> I, I can uh, relate to them. But uh, listen, we always talk about Mix, man. He's one of the hardest workers in the gym. You know, he goes hard, he trains, and uh, he takes care of business when it's time to fight. Yeah, people don't, you don't see behind the scenes how much Pat puts in and how knowledgeable he truly is about MMA. Like I said on a podcast, he's the only person I ever roll with that taps me out every time I roll with him. It's, if I go a round of rolling with him and I don't submit, I consider it a win for a week. Like, I'm really, truly happy that whole week that I didn't get submitted. And that's crazy, dude. I'm a black belt. That doesn't happen to me very, very often. <laughs> That's high level on the ground, like really high. There's levels of this shit, and right, he's two levels ahead of me. He's like water, right? Yeah, and he does it to everybody, dude. Not just he's, me. He's so nice and smooth in the ground, and just his movements. Yeah, and get your back and choke you. It's getting better. Uh, it's getting better like that on the feet too. Yeah, and I wanted to ask him about that kick, but we didn't get a chance to. Yeah, I was just about to go into that. Him, that picture he posted with him and John Jones, man. Maybe I'll make. Uh, Try and put that in here somehow. You know what? When we were talking about the best New York fighter, he, he brought up Rashad Evans. And uh-huh. we, we totally forgot about him. <laughs> yeah, uh, he was a 205 champ. But, I mean, really the guy from New York is John Jones. Yeah. Like, to be How- better than John Jones, he's probably the best ever. So, I mean, in comparison, nobody's there. I actually wrestled Rashad, too, by the way. Oh, yeah? Trip, yeah? Was he a, good, a good, real good wrestler? Oh, yeah, he's a good wrestler, dude. No, I don't. I'm asking you. I didn't know. Yeah, no, he's no, super good. No, he couldn't swim though. It was funny. <laughs> then they made him swim on the Ultimate Fighter. I couldn't. I can't swim either. So <laughs> it's funny though. But you're not on national TV having to swim in the pool. Oh yeah, that's it's true. really funny. That is, yeah, that is. When you go wow. back and watch that UFC, just know that he uh, he couldn't swim. Wow, that's really funny. They had they used to do the challenges on that show, and then someone would get eliminated. Remember? Yeah, because they didn't do the fight offs. They had to do a pool challenge, and Rashad can't even really swim, so it was funny. What you looking at? No, I'm just... You're, like, staring at something. It's no, weird. No, I'm just looking daydreaming. Yeah. My dog <laughs> pooped in here earlier, so raise a little high right now. <laughs> it's crazy, stupid dog. <laughs> Imagine he would have pooped in the middle of the podcast. I know. <laughs> it was just a bow. It was a good thing it was right before Pat called. Yeah. That was terrible. That's what we were doing when uh, Pat called and then uh, was cleaning up dog poop. <laughs> he actually called. But uh, that was a great podcast, man. Really good. Yeah, makes man. He's the future, man. Mm-hmm. Please remember, if you listen this far, like, share, subscribe. We got to start with that. I mean, we, um, when we end the show, we just got to remind people, you know. Yeah. No one listens to this part. As soon as a guest clicks off, they probably stop listening. They don't want to listen to us. I mean, well, I mean, come on, okay, man. People do listen. We got to do it in between while we got the guests talking. That's what I'm saying. So we get the whole audience. Yeah. Because the people that are listening now, they're already subscribed. Yeah. That's the problem. 
We need a. We got to spread the word. We yeah, gotta. we got to do better. I just watched a whole bunch of stuff on how to grow your podcast in the last couple of days. Oh yeah, yeah. Doing your homework. <laughs> yeah, I do my homework since not neither of us are really doing it. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, can't I just, just like, have a good show. We gotta gotta market it too. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Speaking of marketing, we got a new video coming out soon, and next week we're gonna shoot another one. Yep. Yeah. Caveman self defense or technique of the week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It'll be good. I can't wait to do that one. It's good. I'm gonna get with Nile too. Nile's gonna help us out with this one. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, Burger King. Oh man, come on, Burger King. <laughs> Let's guy here. I'm- All right, fight fans from the North Buffalo Studios. We are out of here. Peace out. Oh, another good one. Yep. Really good, dude. Pat- I wish the best for Pat. He's the best. Yeah, he's a good dude, man. He's a, like I say, one of the hardest working dudes in, that was in the gym out here, you know, in Western New York, you know what I mean? Yeah. One of the hardest working dudes. Were you even in the gym anytime he trained? I mean, he only was here for like five years, dude. I mean, that's how long you go in between gym appearances. Yeah, I mean, for the, <laughs> I fought twice, okay, man, and... and then camps I fought, he was in the gym, yeah. Yeah, I'm just teasing you, dude. Oh. You got like a serious <laughs> look on, man. Oh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, Ray. I'm sorry. You're kind of weird today, okay? I'm a little cranky. Are you? I'm tired. You need a hug? No. All right. I you know always got a hug maybe, You know what? Yeah, I need a hug. All right. <laughs> I'll give you a hug. I need a hug. Yeah, I'll give you a hug. I love you, man. Uh, Thank you. Sound like you need hugs more. Want me to? Oh. <laughs> All right. Let me see. So, the uh, mix got beef with uh, WNY MMA. I don't think he's got beef, man. Like he just he needs to do his thing. He needs to move on. You know, like there's no bad blood. I don't think from anybody at the gym. Last time I talked to Dub, Dub was like just he wants to see him the best. He just wants him to decide what to do. You know, and Eric's the same way, man. You know, they both want to see him do good. You know, you know what? It's like, you know. Obviously, they want him to carry the gym band. You know what I mean? Like, everyone wants WNYMMA, like, broadcast over Bellator. But what are you going to do, you know? Yeah, because if you go to, in my opinion, if you go to go to the next level, you need a gym with world-class fighters to get better. You know, that's just part of life. I, I don't know. I think it depends on your weight and what's going on and your fighting style. Like, Mix needs that. He's a young guy. He's light. Those skill positions, he's not getting that same work here, you know? Yeah. We're really good from... Amateur. 55 to, like, 75, 80. And then, like, lower than that, we're not too good. Higher than that, we're not too good at the elite levels, you know? Right. So, I mean, yeah, he needs to be at a gym with the elite athletes fight at and um for now i mean but now, cause, you know because it all depends on who's fighting in the area you know yeah. like if herbert comes back and he fights again now we're good at heavy like all the way up to to 205 really you know but you just need to have those bodies to beat each other yeah two, 205 haven't been the same since i left no it hasn't been not if I <laughs> it'll never be the same either because you never get back down there you fat <laughs> fuck <laughs> I am a fat fuck. Yeah. Yeah, I would never go down, go back, go back to two, two or five. <laughs> oh man, uh, I'm a mess. I'm glad I gave you a hug. You sound better now. Yeah. Oh no, I'm just tired. You know we're still recording, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> no homo. No. <laughs>
K-Man gave me a hug, but there was nothing gay about it. <laughs> I just needed it. <laughs> All right, let's, a, a rough day. Let's really get out of here, man. I'm All sorry. Right. I, I won't talk about your girl no more on the podcast either. The Ray looked like he was going to punch me in the face. <laughs> All right. Oh, man. I really stopped it now. Okay. I'm just kidding. <laughs> now I really stopped it, though. You're just kidding. Now you really stopped it. No, you ain't did it. <laughs> <laughs>